What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dr. Denise A. Josie with the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. If you ever thought about opening up your own restaurant or getting into the food industry, this podcast is for you. I sit down with the owner of Peace Love Pickles, Miss Catherine Cohen-Jordan. We talk about the restaurant industry, the food industry. We talk about also, they got a new line of mixers coming out. So make sure you check this particular podcast out. I am Dr. Denise A. Josie, and this is the Empowerment Perspective. We try to support our franchisees um, in the most positive way possible by encouraging them to do local outreach, by encouraging them to engage in the community. And, you know, like I said before, you know, local community engagement is, it's, it's so important. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not really about making a million dollars. It's about providing a service. Catherine, thank you for joining us on the Empowerment Perspective podcast. Um, I, once upon a time, I had this pickle sandwich. It was a long time ago, and I thought it was a great idea that these people decided to put these pickles um, and cut them in half and put some meat and stuff in between there. And I was, I was skeptical at first, to be honest with you. But when I bit into it, it was like a light bulb went off, right? And I was like, what is the fascination between pickles and sandwiches? So you have um, a franchise called Peace Love Pickles. And, and let's talk about why you decided to get into this uh, business in the first place. So we are a sandwich shop. Peace Love Pickles is, is a sandwich shop, but we don't have any bread in the house. Instead, we construct our sandwiches on pickles. And the reason being is because uh, we appeal to the keto lifestyle, diabetics, people with bariatric surgery. It's a low carb alternative and people do not miss the bread. Mm. This is true. Because when I bit into it, I was like, this is pretty good. I thought I would miss the bread. And bread is really, really important, especially if you get a good piece of bread. But I didn't miss it. It was, it was, a, lot, it was a lot of flavor in it. And you, you guys offer a, a bunch of different options um, in, in, in what, you, what you're doing. But let's talk about your journey and how you got there. Because um, we have a lot of people that want to get into the food industry, want to get into business. Let's talk about why you decided to get into the business in the first place. So one of the main reasons is because um, uh, we don't consider ourselves just a sandwich shop. We consider uh, our establishment to be more of a sanctuary for people that have dietary restrictions, gluten intolerance, that are looking for a low carb alternative. Uh, So that's why we got into it in the first place because we wanted to provide the service. Awesome. So let's talk about that first day that your doors open. What was that feeling like? Describe that feeling like this. I finally got to this point. The doors are open. Let's just hope that some customers come in. Let's talk about that moment when those doors open. So initially, uh, when we first started, we had done a ton of pop-up events um, to kind of test the market in the area. And we had friends that owned restaurants and they were uh, generous enough to let us come in and do a pop-up event. So you know, our guests already knew that we were coming. They already knew that we were there. Mm. So it was, uh, the reception was just unbelievable. Um, and again, it's, you know, we've, we, we did it because it's a service. And, you know, we've gotten calls from individuals stating that, um, you know, it's a cheaper meal to eat for diabetics because they don't have to use as much insulin 
Um, and that's a that's a pretty good feeling. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in America, there's a young woman that's out there that wants to get into the food industry. Um, what advice would you give this young person that's interested in going to the food service industry and, and or business? Oh, gosh, so much advice. I would say come to my house, bring a bottle of wine. <laughs> we'll hash it out. Um, there's so many obstacles uh, in the food industry, especially being a woman. Um, I can't tell you that when I first started, <clears throat> our vendors thought we were crazy. And, you know, as a woman, I didn't get a lot of respect from the vendors. And as we grew and as our, uh, you know, media appearances uh, became more frequent and our social media page grew, <clears throat> then the respect grew from the vendors. You know, the restaurant industry is, it's pretty much male dominated. So, you know, it was definitely tough. It was a tough break, but, you know, once the break happened, uh, it just, it was, it was just awesome. But it, it's definitely, it's definitely, I think personally, it's, I think it's more challenging for a woman to get into the industry and to really push a concept forward. What are some of the characteristics that young females would have to develop in order to, to be successful in that, in that business? Uh, I definitely think a thick skin. Um, you just have to be able to compartmentalize uh, the discrimination that, uh, that occurs, you know, when you have a woman in a managerial or, you know, ownership role, um, you know, you just have to let those kind of things slide. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It, it, it really is, you know, it's, it's definitely a tough, a tough, tough industry. Mm -hmm. And so not only are you dealing with that aspect you're dealing with the day-to-day -day operations the ordering the you know the making sure that the product that comes out is absolutely perfect and i say all the time to our staff you know everybody is watching us mm -hmm. everybody is watching what we're doing everything has to be perfect awesome so a lot of people have this uh, this concept when they open up a business you build it and they'll come let's talk about the importance of marketing how important is marketing and in, in, in oh my gosh so let's just talk about in, in in your line of business right now how important is marketing marketing is so so important especially um in the franchise industry um so all of our franchisees are responsible for local marketing um so when you open up a any business in any market, you know, you have to become a staple in the community. Mm. You have to do fundraisers. You have to really become entrenched in that particular community. For example, you know, on our calendar, we have uh, for this year, uh, several local community fundraisers, one of them being uh, for the local PTA, it's called Pickles for the PTA. So we're doing three buckets of pickles and the pickles are being sold for $3 a piece and all of that money benefits the PTA. Uh, we do a ton of fundraisers for animals. We did uh, a huge fundraiser for uh, foster kids in our area. We did a huge collection of uh, gifts for foster kids. So you brought in a present and you got a pickle mm -hmm. and we were able to fill um, the void for, I would say, hundreds of presents in the area. So the importance of marketing, it's not just marketing and having a big social media presence, 
It's also about being actively engaged in the community and what's needed. I think a lot of business owners where they, especially new business owners, so what they fall short is that they don't realize they need to provide a service for that community that you're, you're, yes. you're serving. I know, I know the bottom line is you want to make money. Yes, you want to make money, but the, the community is not going to support it unless they feel like you, one, are part of the community, and two, that you provide a service. So I think some of the ideas that you have with the fundraising and, and that community outreach is, is a big piece of um, operating any particular business. Now, you mentioned franchising. Uh, for our audience that's out there that may be new to the game, what exactly is franchising and how can you get to that point where you can franchise. Like McDonald's is a franchise. That's a big one, obviously, but how do you get to, what is it and how do you get to a point where you can- Well, franchise? McDonald's is actually, a. Uh, I would say McDonald's is a real estate company who, um, you know, they own the real estate and the franchisees rent the real estate from them. So I would say McDonald's predominantly is a real estate company, but a lot of people don't have that kind of capital uh, to approach franchising in that respect. Um, you know, franchising is a very complicated process. It's uh, highly regulated by the FTC. So, you know, you have a the FT, FTC provides the boilerplate and then it's customized to fit your particular business model. Um, and, you know, the most important thing, I think, is to look for the right franchisee, somebody that really believes in the brand, really believes in the culture, really believes in the vision, and can take um, that particular template, apply it to, to their local area, apply the local marketing aspect, and really blow it up. That's an interesting point that you made up. Even if you're just not even franchising, you bring somebody within the business and having somebody that cares about it as much as you do. Like they're, they're, yes. I know with the Empowerment Perspective Group, trying to bring a bunch of different people on but they didn't have the, the passion, the same passion that I, you know, that I went into this business with and from the beginning. How do you navigate those waters where you might just have some people that are on the team that are on there for different reasons other than what you, um, you, you know, because it's your baby, it's your passion. Like you can't really expect somebody to have that same level, but how do you navigate those waters? So we try to support our franchisees um, in the most positive way possible by encouraging them to do local outreach, by encouraging them to engage in the community. And, you know, like I said before, you know, local community engagement is, it's, it's so important. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not really about making a million dollars. It's about providing a service, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you can, you can make a living, provide a service and, um, you know, really, become immersed in the culture of the company as well. Mm -hmm. So where can people find you? Uh, our website is peacelovepickles.com. Uh, we currently have two locations. One is at 803 Whitehorse Pike in Haddon Township. The other is at 131 First Avenue in the Atlantic Highlands. And what are some of the items that are on your menu? So we have a curated selection of sandwiches that you can purchase. You can also build your own. All sandwiches are built on our uh, custom pickles, uh, only available at our locations. We also do small batch pickles. Um, we also do a line of mixers. We do a banging Bloody Mary. We do a pickled surfer. Um, we do a piney baron and also uh, brine by the bottle. 
if you bring your own container, you can fill up uh, the brine for free. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So what's your go-to sandwich? When you go there to eat from your establishment, what's your go-to sandwich? Definitely the Jersey Devil. Um, it's slow roasted turkey, American cheese, hot peppers, sriracha mayo, and flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> or, or the homage to cats, which is corned beef, Swiss cheese, slow roasted turkey, housemade slaw, and we make our slaw with no sugar whatsoever, mm -hmm. uh, and Russian dressing. Awesome. So now you're you're a strong female business owner. You're raising a daughter. How important it is, we have a lot of educators and mothers out there that follow us. How important it is to expose your child to as much as you possibly can. I know that she's into horseback riding. There's other things that you're exploring with her. How, what's, what's the importance of, of exposing your children to as much as you possibly can? Um, I think it's really, really important to be able to, you know, expose your children to the business, not necessarily to have them work in the business because I don't want her to work in the restaurant industry. <laughs> that was my next that's question, certain, but uh, you kind of- That's for certain. I would rather her, you know, do something that um, is, uh, you know, a little bit more in tune with what she wants to do. So, you know, but I do think it's important to expose her to, listen, truth be told, the kitchen is the craziest environment anybody is going to be exposed to ever, right? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some colorful language that she's not allowed to use, you know, but she, <laughs> she washes dishes, she knows how to make the sandwiches, she knows how to work the front counter, she's see me ordering, she knows the grind. Mm. And I think that's super, super important. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what's next for you? Oh gosh, so glad you asked. So uh, my husband and I, can I put him on? Sure. Is it, poss is it possible to do this? I don't know if I can do it. Hold on, I'll just turn it around. Can hey. you see him? <laughs> hey, Lisa. So we are actually um, starting another mixer company it's called the Oakland Cocktail Company. Oak, I'm sorry. It's called the Oakland Cocktail Company, oaklandcocktailcompany.com. And that's actually, we actually live in Oakland. Mm -hmm. uh, a percentage of sales is going to go towards, uh, you know, hopefully building out. Uh, we have a swimming pool that we'd love to potentially turn into an arcade situation or. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely starting. Um, we're serial entrepreneurs. So um, I think definitely the Oakland Mixer Company is going to help build out some of the facilities for the kids in the neighborhood that need it most. That is awesome. That is so, so awesome. Well, it's time to go to the teacher's lounge. And if you know anything about the teacher's lounge, it is when teachers come, they gossip, they eat other people's lunch, they talk all kinds of stuff, and they ask random yes. questions. So I'm going to ask you some random questions. We're going to play a game called This or That. I'm going to give oh, you a choice between two things. You got to pick one, and you got to tell me why you picked that thing. We'll start off really, 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 really easy. Because I know a little bit about you. Would you pick the real estate industry or the food industry? Oh God, they're both so creative. It's it's really, really, really difficult to choose. Can I do both? 
You is it can possible? do both. If this was the, the B side of the podcast, it would be a drinking game involved that you would have to take a shot because you chose. I both. have wine here if you want me to, if you want to turn it into a drink. You have to take a sip of wine because you said both. Yes. Done. Done. <laughs> All right. So this next one, you might be might be drinking again. Dog or horse? Oh, uh, Tanisha, you're killing me. Yes. You're killing me. Um, dogs are cheaper. Dogs are definitely, dogs are cheaper. <laughs> okay, dogs are cheaper. But I have to say, there's definitely something special about the bond uh, between a horse and a human, especially a horse and a child. Mm. There's it's there's definitely something that is just on another level as far as that's concerned i love dogs i have three rescue dogs of my own hopefully more to come but i also adore our rescue horses and the impact that they've had on our daughter's life all right all right next one this is the last one so i'll take it easy in Western Pennsylvania or living in New Jersey? Western PA, 100%. Really? I did not think you were going to say that. Wow. Yes, Western PA. Listen, I've done my time in the cities. I am ready for some land. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Bring on the land. Okay, okay, okay. So um, just to go back um, to the mixers, when, when, are, when can we expect to roll out? Or is there anticipated date or we have a target date in terms of that? We don't necessarily have a target date. We're in the preliminary planning stages right now, uh, but we will definitely do a full-fledged launch. And I'm sure that you guys will be a part of that as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So one more time, where can they find uh, Peace Love Pickles? Uh, the, our website is peacelovepickles.com. Our Facebook is Peace Love Pickles. Our Instagram is peace underscore love underscore and underscore pickles and our TikTok, which I'm very proud of because I'm in a competition with my daughter regarding who can have the most followers is at Peace Love Pickles. That is awesome. That is awesome. So we're going to, I thank you for your time tonight. And um, thank you, Jimmy. So, everything. so I'm just going to give you a, a one minute or 30 seconds just for your any last Words of encouragement, we have a lot of educators out there. If you want to say anything special to the teachers, you can do that, or just the general population, um, any words of encouragement or words of wisdom. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to take this opportunity to thank our teachers for everything that they're doing for our kids during the pandemic. I think that y'all are doing an awesome job. It's, it's an incredibly challenging and difficult situation, and, you know, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine, first of all, I couldn't imagine having to homeschool my daughter and having to come up with my own curriculum. <laughs> but I do want to use an example. So um, after Christmas, our uh, school had to uh, stay home for a week. And uh, during that week, uh, I came downstairs and my daughter was writing a manual about uh, just randomly, you know, on her computer, making a slideshow about how to train horses. And um, I really, really attribute that to uh, her teachers being so awesome and showing her how to do it and teaching her about language. 
and teaching her about like the chronology, like the, the timeline of things. So teachers are amazing. We love them. <laughs> That's awesome. We love them here too at the Empowerment Perspective. Shout out yes. to all the teachers that are out there doing their thing. We do support you. Speaking of supporting, make sure that you come check us out the World Education Summit, March 23rd. Myself and my partner, Jamie, will be there um, giving us, I think we're talking about connecting the dots and how about how to build relationships in that particular one. We're also going to be hopefully doing some work with some other uh, conferences coming soon. So the Empowerment Perspective Group is getting back out there. Hopefully this stuff clears up and we can get back on the road and um, see you in person because this computer stuff, I'm not, I'm over I know. <laughs> Uh, make sure you check us out. Make sure you check out Peace Love Pickles, and we will see you next time. Stay empowered. This episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Oakland Cocktail Company. Oakland Cocktail Company is a cocktail mocktail mixer company located in Oakland, New Jersey. A portion of sales goes towards helping build our local communities. All cocktail mixers are made in small batches and crafted by hand to ensure quality and care. We make you a better bartender. There will be two flavor profiles released in March. Clinton Ave, Sriracha Bloody Mary. Make your place brunch central with this full body, spicy, savory cocktail mix. Tough enough to stand alone or mix with your favorite vodka or tequila. Spicy and fresh from the first pour to the last sip. Kindle Boulevard, pineapple, lime, and jalapeno. Enjoy a juice cleanse or elevate your favorite tequila or vodka with this sweet and spicy mix. We've bottled the freshest summer taste for you to enjoy all year round. Every sip will take you on vacation. The Oakland Cocktail Company can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oakland Cocktail Company.